Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Oh, yes. I hate this. It is revolting. More? Please. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, August 24, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 582 of the Biden Harris administration, 75 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska, Twitter Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. So there were several huge primary elections yesterday, so it's a good time for Cliff Schechter to stop by the show. As you might know, Cliff is a political strategist, author, YouTuber, and a regular on such podcasts as this one. His YouTube channel is youtube.com slash C Schechter, and you can find him on Twitter at Cliff Schechter. I got a link in the description for all of that crap. Meantime, if you like what you hear today, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at patreon.com slash Show. All right, we have a gigantic bucket of show here to get to, so here's me and Cliff. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Are you uh, rigged up the usual way? I am. Please tell me the sound is good. It's initially always hard to tell because I keep my headphones so loud. Sometimes I wonder, is it just that my ears are adjusting or is it something else? I don't know. Well, sometimes I can't tell because I have my Ron DeSantis flight helmet on. And I can't <laughs> hear that well when I put that on. So oh, we, we have to God. make fun of that. I mean, yeah. that may be my one of my favorite things of all time. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like trying to jam a pumpkin into a thimble. That's kind of what it looked like. Like his head is enormous and he had to get this thing around his gigantic melon. What it did was there's so much pressure being exerted by the helmet onto his head that it's making his face look puffier. Is it just me? Yeah, ex- <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the consultants that allowed him to do that should be, honestly, should never work in politics again. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they exist. I love them. In theory, as, a, as somebody who's been a consultant on presidential campaigns, I would say they should never work in it again. As somebody who is me and loves this country, they should work for every Republican candidate forever. Um, because, I mean, like, it does look like, remember the scene from Total Recall when, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is, like, thrust out into Mars and yeah. eyeballs are, like, coming out? Like, that's Ron DeSantis. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, all that's missing is the Arnold Schwarzenegger noises where he's going. I know exactly. Oh my I mean, God. well, you know, he 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 did. Uh, I'm sure Ron DeSantis would be able to say it in the original German. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is there any chance that Charlie Crist wins down there against DeSantis? I mean, when DeSantis was initially elected, he barely got elected. I think there were like two or three recounts in that process. Yeah, we've been getting screwed in like Florida elections for, I mean, if yeah. you were to add up the number mm-hmm. of votes that we, I'm going to put this in quotes, lost the presidency by in 2000, uh-huh. and then governor's races, Senate races, you got to remember like Rick Scott 
every race that he's run, he's won three races right now. He's never won by more than two percentage points. And yeah. in fact, most of the time has won by like the skin of his teeth. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, and the same with DeSantis. I mean, and one of those races, Charlie Crist almost took out the incumbent at that point, Rick Scott, who spent, you know, how much, however many, you know, gazillions of money he stole from Medicare. Um, that now pay for that nice Italian yacht he's hanging out on while the Republicans are missing hundreds of millions of dollars. Hey, here's an idea, guys. If it's somebody who's been involved in the biggest case of Medicare fraud in the history of the world, that's probably not the one who you (laughs) want to put your money in the hands of. Yeah, you notice notice Gollum yesterday was going after Joe Biden for being on vacation right now. Rick Scott, who I refer to as Gollum, was tormenting him about being on vacation and he's on what he's on like a yacht in the French Riviera or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like putting your money in front of him is like putting a glass of water in front of Marco Rubio (laughs) or a 17 year old in front of Matt Gates. You don't do it. So, so, so basically I'll just say quickly, cause you know, and I thought, I do think Charlie Chris has a chance because he lost by less than one percentage point to Rick Scott in 2014 when Rick Scott spent, an ungodly sum of money. Yeah. And so the big issue right now for people, and I'm going to, with my email list, I'm going to actually send something out later today is we got to raise money for, for Charlie Crist Mm -hmm. because he spent a lot on that primary and he does not have a ton. He's proven the past to be a really good fundraiser, but I mean, you know, DeSantis is is their presidential wannabe. So he's got a hundred million dollars or some ungodly sum. And we're and Chris maybe has a few million. So, I mean, you know, it has to be at least where he only gets outspent, you know, five to one or something. And I think, you know, name-wide, statewide name recognition, he's won a number of offices. He's run for office, God, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do. I think he, for the, all those reasons, I think, and, and I think there's so much, so many disgruntled. I was just looking at this sort of reading about this, um, uh, I'm losing my brain, not poll, but a focus group with a number of swing voters, some Democrats, some Republicans, some independents, all saying that they they voted for all parties and kept their minds open and seemed to be that way. And I mean, if this group is reflective, you don't know. It's not like it's a huge, you know, it's not statistically significant, mm-hmm. right? They're like 15, 18, 20 of them or so. But my God, they, the, the things they said about DeSantis and Rubio versus Demings and, uh, and and Chris, like yeah, yeah. you know, like, like literally, we're talking like fifteen of the eighteen, we're going to vote for Chris over DeSantis, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah. I think there's hope in both those races, is what I'm telling you. Exactly, and I'm glad you brought up Val Demings because that's the race that I think could also propel Charlie Crist over the top, because Val Demings will draw out a higher turnout among Black voters statewide and right and yep. most likely voting for charlie christ in the process no i think that's a good working theory i mean again you're talking about an african-american woman yeah uh, you know in, in a period of time where they're suppressing and attacking voting rights mm-hmm. and during uh, in, the, in the in the sort of you know time after black not like black lives matter is over but after sort of the biggest sort of explosion of activism around it yeah. And the, the the reaction reactionary racism to it from the right and then you throw in row uh, as women's issues, and I have to think Val Demings uh, is about as good a candidate. And then you throw it in her background as not somebody who can be pushed around. Yeah, right. Former head of what was it, Tallahassee Police Department? I mean, oh, she's, yeah. she is, is is perfect. So I, I do. I mean, I don't. I try to not get over optimistic because you know, and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, look, man, like we're in a place right now. Old political rules. It's kind of like when Trump was quote unquote elected or Putin elected him, you know, like uh, that rules were thrown out and stuff. I mean, it's the same way right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Biden people are getting better about talking about the good things they've done, because honestly, his legislative record right now rivals that of any Democrat of the 20th century. Oh, God. And I don't think anybody knows this. And he's done it all. You go back and take a look at the at the majorities of FDR and LBJ and, and even Obama when he was doing passing things and whatever had versus what Biden has had to contend with. And it's nothing short of remarkable. Mm-hmm. The, you know, everything from the COVID bill, you know, to, to the infrastructure bill, to the Inflation Reduction Act, to actual some gun legislation that, while not as good as we'd want, will help a lot. I mean, yeah, it's Slade something. sort of, right. right, Slade's sacred cows along the way that no one could do anything about. Mm-hmm. Medicare getting the right to, to negotiate drug prices down. We've been trying to get that done for 20 years. Right. Having there be a minimum rate so that corporations don't get away with paying no taxes. 
We've been trying to get that done for years. You know, I mean, just all of this kind of stuff that he's done, not to mention the lowest, I think 27 states or something like that. It's somewhere in the has the lowest unemployment on record. Right? Under 3% in many of those states. Yes. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, like you, well, I mean, if you took economics, uh, you know, I mean, I think back when I took economics and whatever, we learned that 4% was considered full employment. Right. I mean, we're, we're like we're under three. I mean, the economy, you know, the job creation last a month ago, 600,000 jobs. I mean, they've got to talk about this message further because the only thing holding us back from an absolute wipeout right now is Biden's numbers. But they are getting better. I mean, the, these economic numbers are starting to get through wiping. And I'm sorry, I am generally somebody, you know, especially in domestically and whatever in general. I, I am a, I am a not a big believer in violence, but I, I was, you know, I'm not going to apologize for wiping Al Zawahiri from the earth. The earth is a better place <laughs> right. without that MF here mm-hmm. getting, you know, doing that cleaning up with uh, that. The Republicans of course couldn't do, they couldn't get bin Laden. They couldn't get Al Zawahiri. I mean, the, the keeping NATO together as, as one force again, against Putin. I just think, you know, he, what he, the, the sort of litany of things he's done is incredible. Yeah. And if they and, and he, I saw so his approval rating at least had gone back up from like the 30s. He was at 42 percent or so. Mm-hmm. If he can even get that up, if they can be out there talking about his positives to like 45 percent, even I think I think we could wipe them out. Honestly, I think we could pick up four to six Senate seats. I think we could not only hold on to the House, but pick up maybe a half dozen seats. You know, I, I mean, I, I think we would win all sorts of governorships. Mm hmm. Um, because you know you've never seen that split before. Oh yeah, it's always been so, it's always been a referendum on the president. Uh, you know the midterms, but you know in the past a former president didn't try to foment a violent coup and overthrow the two hundred year old democracy. So that tends <laughs> yeah. to change the calculation a little bit when you have the January sixth hearings going on and people are learning about this. Oh, and Mitch McConnell's supposed genius. You know, and I've been saying this forever. You know, the, the guy gets so much extra credit where people call him a genius because he cheats and breaks norms and mm. breaks rules yeah. and doesn't have to, you know, and it's finally caught up and bit him in the ass. He broke enough rules to get enough extremist lunatics on the court. And my guess is he always thought it'd be like him. He couldn't give two dams about abortion. He, when he started his career, by the way, was pro-choice. He just figured, you know, great issue. Turns out Republicans, you know, we'll keep delivering justices, but it'll never quite will pass. Well, they did it now. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> they did it. And we're seeing the results of that. And people. And, and so when you combine like that, do you combine this? The insanity of what the Supreme Court did with the awfulness of the candidates that Trump chose, you know, with January 6th and all that together. It's not it's an incumbent. You know, in the end, a lot of this is a referendum on, on how. That shit insane. The Republican Party is. It's mm-hmm. not in a referendum on Joe Biden. But it's also helping Joe Biden. And let me know. And, and I don't remember whether we've talked about this before, Cliff, on the show. We because sometimes the private conversations that we have kind of melt into the public conversations on the show. So forgive me if I'm right. repeating this question. I have this theory that the Democratic Party, led by Joe Biden, is deliberately stacking up all of these successes, timing everything so that it happens within, you know, a couple of months of early voting beginning, right stacked up against the beginning of the midterms, basically, in order to make sure that they can ride that momentum through the first week of November. Whereas in the past, the successes have kind of been scattered throughout that two-year span sure. so that sometimes they get forgotten or there's no longer any impact left in them or they're overridden by something else that people are talking about. So, But in this case, and you can throw in student loan debt forgiveness, and that's happening within, I think we're within 40, 30 days, somewhere around there of early voting beginning, of mail-in voting beginning. There's got to be something to that. I've never seen this many successes. And I'm not saying that negatively. I'm actually complimenting Democratic Party strategy if this is the case. I've never seen it this close to an election where you have boom, boom, boom. I mean, every week, practically every day, there's something new. Is there anything to that? Do you think that there's some sort of strategy driving that? I think so. I mean, you know, if you look at it in sort of past terms, you know, we went from, you know, hey, did you watch the nightly news tonight? 
yeah. to 24 hour, you know, cable news to now like saturated 24 hour cable news on certain issues and obviously internet, social media, whatever, change everything. And they realize that, think, you know, I, I, I tend to think this, that things get forgotten quickly. Oh, yeah. And. And, and, and the best way to, to reinforce any message, of course, is to repeat it and reinforce it. So if your message is you're getting stuff done, if you save it to a point where you're within a couple months and then it's one thing after another. So, I mean, the only caveat I'd add to that is obviously there were a few things in there, probably a few things that happened that were due to circumstance, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the gun legislation that passed obviously was a response because we had a new, those bunch of horrific shootings. And I don't know that that was planned. But most of the rest of this, you know, I mean, you know, and just the way it worked out, I mean, these shameless sons of bitches were going to try to walk <laughs> away from veterans on burn pits. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying there have been times where John Stewart has both sides did in the past and pissed me off. But thank God for him this time. Oh, God. Yeah. Man, did he use that microphone to, to get out there and shame these sons of bitches? Mm. And, and so did Democrats finally like spoke up. Stop saying no comment. Give a comment. Say it's it's absolutely despicable. And they started doing that. And then, you know, the 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 fact that Republicans just kept voting against this stuff, voting against birth control, voting against their, oh, yeah, we're, we need to take on China and they're a threat to our economy. But we're going to vote against a, a bill that's literally about manufacturing. Yeah. By doing that, they helped people like Fetterman, Tim Ryan, people running in these sorts of Midwest states, you know, around manufacturing. I cannot tell you how much they help those candidates by being the jackasses they are mm-hmm. and voting against. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's been it's, it's not only been like they've just been losing, like they've been embarrassing themselves and embarrassing themselves in front of like voters they need to win. Yeah. I'm not talking about their stupid base that literally, you know, the Halebop people that will castrate themselves <laughs> and think they'll end up on like Trump Island somewhere in the sky or some yeah. shit. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like, like, you know, not the ones that drink their own urine to get rid of coke. I'm not talking <laughs> about that. I, I, I have this theory, Bob, they're not winnable. Right. Um, I have another theory. They're not human. Shocking. Yeah. But that, but when it comes to, you know, the, the kinds of people who they are going to sit there and, and, and are not, how we break them down who are not, you know, I am democratic on every issue, a Republican on every issue, who have a mixture of things they believe. They may be people that believe strongly in background checks, but are anti-choice, or they may be, you know, people that are that are pro-manufacturing but think we spend too much, or they may, you know, and they may have to make that decision and they may think Trump is horrible and whatever, you know, and, and Roe has been overturned, you know, and, and they're but they've been Republican their whole life. They're thinking of breaking away. And then boom, 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 one after the other, the veterans bill, you know, and and the chips bill and and, you know, and even if they're more, even if they're more socially conservative, Jesus Christ. I mean, these people not wanting to give people a basic right to birth control, mm-hmm. like just the, the just the constant insanity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I certainly hope because, again, I've been very critical of them when it comes to messaging, not in a. I'm a I'm a far leftist who wants to undermine everything and hope that we lose so mm-hmm. I can I can build my YouTube numbers. Right. I do it as somebody who believes in Biden, who believes I mean, I worked as an ad writer for him, for yeah. fuck's sake. So clearly mm-hmm. believed in him. I believe in the Democratic Party as the as the party that delivers to us the kinds of things we need. Not always quick enough. And there are corrupt members of the Democratic Party too, but by God, they got Paying the ass, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin to come along in the end. And the Inflation Reduction Act is incredible. What it does for the climate, what it does for inflation. Uh, I mean, you know, just numerous incredible things over the last. Oh yeah, we had the child tax credit, which then they undermined. And I mean, they've done so much, and uh, and I think that has to be part of, you know, a strong part of the message. And I've seen them out there saying it more. In fact, I'd say to people. Again, you know, we brought we started off with Charlie Crist. You know, I, I really hope Democrats learn from someone like him, who's an experienced politico, whatever you think. Again, I talked about people who I think are good candidates. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with them on everything. Fetterman, I don't agree with on everything. Maybe to my left on some things, love him. Yeah. Okay, as a candidate. Crist, maybe been to my right on some things, love him as a candidate. He sat there and didn't do that mealy mouth bullshit where they sit there and they're like so are you gonna have joe biden come and, and campaign for you and they're like well you know i have my own schedule he has his 
I would encourage everybody to go watch it if they if they haven't seen it. I think it was on I want to say CNN. It could have been MSNBC. He was like, mm -hmm. absolutely. He's like, I love Joe Biden. I love the fact that he cares about people. What he's done legislatively is is unprecedented. And he started listing off the things that Biden had passed. He's like, anytime Joe Biden wants to come down here and campaign with me, I would love to have him. I'd love to join him. And it's like somebody who gets it. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. going to be tied to Joe Biden no matter what the hell you do. So if you distance yourself, then you just look like a weak asshole who's tied to Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. If you stand up for him and you argue the positives, guess what? Florida's a big state with a lot of voters. Maybe you help Joe Biden's approval rating, which then helps you by telling people all the good things he's doing when you've got a big freaking mic in front of your mouth and you're on TV. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. There could be certain exceptions to that if you're running in a very, very red state. It's, it's a more challenging calculation. But anybody running in at least a swing state who runs away from the top of the ticket is being an idiot. All right, more with Cliff here in just a second. The Patreon app for your smartphone is the best way to stay up to date with new episodes of The Bob Seska Show, and it's the best way to listen. Every time there's a brand new episode, you're going to get an automatic alert on your phone, notifications for the free shows on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and notifications for the Friday after party and shadow docket shows, too. You can listen at home or in the car with just a couple of swipes, and you can join our community of listeners in the comments under each each episode, subscribe for as little as $1 a month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Then download the Patreon app from the App Store onto your phone and you're all set. Again, that's bobseskashow.com and we thank you. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! It's so bizarre, Cliff, because the Republicans were really hoping that Joe Biden would be the next Jimmy Carter. They always want to go back to that Jimmy Carter well. Yep. And you and I know the kind of quality president Jimmy Carter was, but that's their stereotype. I, oh, this is going to be a disastrous one-term guy who's just weak and he, everything's going to f disintegrate as time goes on. But it's turning out to be more like Reagan's first term than anything else. In fact, the latest YouGov poll has Biden beating Trump 45 40 and they've got uh, Biden beating DeSantis 43 40 obviously it's a little tighter with DeSantis but still yeah given the fact that no, Joe Biden has been numbers. beaten to shit this past year in the press right. uh, certainly on cable news he has been beaten up and been second guessed the whole way through and everyone knows I've never been a gigantic Joe Biden stan it's not been my thing but no and you know, neither am I by the way even when I yeah. work even when I worked for him or whatever and I never you know I, I think he's a good decent person and yeah. I think he supported a lot of good policies but he's always been to my right. I've disagreed with him on certain things. I certainly spoke out. You know, he changed his position eventually on the Hyde Amendment, which mm -hmm. I thought was awful that he favored in certain other things. And so even right now, look, I'm I, you know, getting closer to election. I'm not going to like see him go off on him. But I really I wish he had embraced uh, full legalization of marijuana. That's I honestly true. think it yeah. would have been a, an enormous winner. For, it's the right thing to do, mm -hmm. uh, expunging all these records of people that should have never gone to prison. It is an economic driver, and you want to turn out young people? I went to college once. I understand. <laughs> I would have turned out for pot. Trust me. No, yeah. Okay, so, so you know, I mean, I, I, I'm willing to, to say criticisms here and there. I'm not some stand either for them, but at the same time, you know, like, I don't know how many times we all have to say this, and we all say it in our own way, you know, but the way I say it is – in my simple aphorism when it comes to this is you're not meeting a spouse 
Mm -hmm. You're voting for the person that best represents your values. You don't need to love them. You don't even need to like them. All right. What you need to do is is be a rational actor in a democracy that believe that that the whole concept believing that you're a mature enough individual to get beyond your emotions and look at who it is that will best represent your values and do the best things for your family and your community. Mm-hmm. That is what you're doing. Yep. All right. And, and I'm not going to go into it, but trust me when I tell you, there've been plenty of democratic candidates who I've actually even met personally and literally loathe as people who I voted for <laughs> because I knew what they were going to do, mm-hmm. what they were going to vote for. And that's what matters. We're not playing the dating game here. Yeah. You don't have to love them. Yeah, and, and America is basically on a tightrope right now, and below the tightrope is a pit filled with broken glass and crocodiles. That's the yes. stakes of our election. Even and some we- sharks with lasers probably. <laughs> yeah, throw those <laughs> in there, too. There's sharks with friggin' lasers on their heads. Uh, clearly, issues like the Dobbs decision is driving a lot of people to, especially women, to register to vote. And we've seen the consequences of that uh, most glaringly, not only with the Kansas referendum, but last night with Pat Ryan yep. in the New York 19th, overcoming a That's huge exactly deficit in the polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was, he was running, I don't know, what, six, eight, eight points, points behind? Down, something like that. Wow. And it's a swing district, yes, right? I think it's Cato's yeah. district. It was one of the 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment. Mm-hmm. It's a moderate, I think, swing district, but it is a swing district that, if you look at history, because of the patterns of who turns out and who doesn't, when you hold these things at off years and you hold them or, or, or during primaries, you know, in times like that, the turnout, I mean, pr- often primaries turnout is literally, you know, like during a general, you're excited to you get, you get 50, 60, whatever percent turnout, um, sometimes higher. Uh, often in primaries, it's 10 or 15 percent. Yeah. And that's what they're hoping for. And they did this and they, and they now have gotten their asses in them twice pulling that trick mm-hmm. because people did turn out. Yeah. And the people who, who, you know, so I had confidence as in a swing district like that, that Ryan would win the general election. But there's but there's no way he should have won this time. Right. And right. the only way he did is that our our folks clearly understand are angry and understand what's been done to them and what is being what, what is being done to them every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, you know, that they went out and they voted that way. Yep. I and mean, that was a huge, huge victory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the thing is that's, well, one of the many things that's fascinating about the last uh, 24 hours or so has been that the Cook political report uh, revised their forecast for the House, where initially the Republicans were set to gain up to 35 seats in the House. Their latest forecast, I believe, is now down to 10 to 20 seats. And I think that's even generous. I think the yep. House is genuinely back on the table. I didn't think this maybe even a month ago. A month ago, I was still very skeptical about the House side, as I think is justified based on the polls. But uh, now we're in a whole new ball game where uh, it's going to be neck and neck as far as who's going to land with the majority. Yep. But I think, I think we're getting closer and closer to that f- favoring the Democrats, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, and there's just no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, look. A couple of things have happened along the way. Um, you know, Republicans cheat. They, they lie. They don't follow the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I mean, I don't know how a bunch of these leaders to pick Ohio here aren't sitting in prison for contempt of court. <laughs> yeah. They were told numerous times to redraw maps and numerous times they violated the Constitution here in drawing the, the exact kind of map that should be drawn, considering that when you average everything out, we are about a plus two to plus three Republican state. Um, but... Even when you factor that in, the fact that we elected Supreme Court justices here that made them go through that, every map they drew, they felt like they had to make it a little bit better for Democrats. So in the end, even if we get stuck using their their illegal maps, we now will likely pick up one seat here in Ohio, perhaps two, whereas if they could have just gerrymandered away, we pick up zero. Mm -hmm. So right away, even the fact that even with them cheating, they had to give in along the way and do stuff. Wow. Um, we got screwed, of course, by those judges in New York. Uh, we should have been able to maximize more out of there. But again, I, you know, I would lead you to the, the, the seat you know, that to me represents a lot of things and could make a difference in the end. And what that is, is um, and, and some people are getting angry because they don't like the DCCC tactics of, of pushing forward extremists. And I get that. 
um, because obviously if that extremist wins, we're in trouble. But in that very moderate district uh, in Michigan, where Pete Meyer came from, a guy who I disagreed with politically on a lot of things, but actually had a lot of respect for, who came in, military guy, you know, whatever. I know he comes from the wealthy family of the Meyer stores, but still came in and condemned Trump right away for January 6th, never backed off of it, voted to impeach him. Mm-hmm. And Trump, Trump, Trump backed a, a challenger, and of course the DCCC went in there and, and 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 helped that process. And they kicked this guy out, Meyer out, for a fucking nutball. Yeah. And we have a moderate center left, you know, kind of candidate that fits that district running, who supposedly is a terrific candidate. And now in that one act of what they chose to do, that seat went from lean Republican to lean Democrat. I mean, that's a huge, you know, right there. And when, I, when you're in a situation where every seat matters, you know, that matters. Yeah, and a number yeah. of, of states, Michigan being one of them, were able to fully successfully undo their gerrymandering by court order. So, like, you know, I mean, we're in a, as I said before, this isn't a referendum on Biden if the, anymore. If the right campaign is run and you make it a referendum on, on you know, on coups and on corruption – you know, on, on people trying to take away your birth control and you're turning you into your body into a ward of the state yeah. and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and you use the right language, you go after them. I absolutely, I absolutely think we can hold the house. I don't think it's going to be easy, yeah. but I absolutely think we could hold the house. And I even think we could gain a few seats in the house. On the Senate side, are you still feeling hawkish about Tim Ryan? I mean, I'm more nervous, certainly, because they're dumping $28 million in here. Yeah. Um, in some ways, it hurt Tim Ryan a lot that so many of the other Republican candidates in states where there's a Democratic incumbent or it's a more Democratic-leaning state suck. So they pulled their money out of Wisconsin because Mandela Barnes is, it seems to be way ahead and Ron yeah, Johnson yeah. can fund himself. They pulled their money out of Georgia because Herschel Walker literally right now uh, <laughs> thinks he's on the planet Googledygock. And, you know, like <laughs> – and, and – uh, and, and Mehmet Oz is, is honestly has to be parody. Right. I don't believe he's real. So, I mean, you know, those are huge in Wisconsin and, um, and, and Pennsylvania are pickups, but Rubio is losing right now. Mm. So I would tell you, I think Tim Ryan is running a fantastic campaign. I think he's a perfect fit uh, right now in Ohio. I think J.D. Vance, J.D. Vance reminds you, if you see him talk a lot, He's, he's, he's sort of like a younger version of DeSantis. Mm-hmm. He's like this little roly-poly, you know, obnoxious, <laughs> constantly scowling, constantly, you know, there, he's no charisma, no likability, is, is obviously full of shit. So, and, and I think that's the way it is to, to, to a lot of people see him that way. So, I, you know, I know Republicans that won't be voting for him. And, I mean, I, I, I do think, yes, I, what I would say is, I think it's more of a 50-50 race because they are going to dump a ton of money in here now to try yeah. um, to, to, to stop him. Yeah. And that may be the only thing in the end that props up J.D. Vance is the fact that you know they've given up on Masters in Arizona, Warnock, uh, I, I mean, um, Herschel Walker in Georgia – uh, said to Ron Johnson, you're wealthy, fund, fund it yourself, fucker, because you're an idiot. You're, you're running a terrible race, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and the, and then they've also uh, looked at, at, at Pennsylvania and given up. Yeah. So really at this point, like they're triaging is they're going to try to hold Florida. They're going to try to hold Ohio, both of which they could lose. Um, and, you know, there's I'm trying to think there's a few other races on the map, too. That I think that they're that they're a bit concerned about. Oh, and the the, the one in North Carolina, which has is, is literally a tie right now, where we mm-hmm. have Sherry Beasley, who's amazing, the first um, you know uh, black Supreme Court justice there, state Supreme Court justice, is now running for the Senate, and she's great, and he's a tie with with that Trump nut nut Ted Bud, which again <laughs> right. has to be a made up name. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, so I I mean I you know we're we're in a in a place where that's where it feels like they're doing it feels like they're honestly triaging in the hope that they'll only lose two seats yeah and on jd vance i i would have thought that uh, attacking him as sort of a political tourist similar to the attacks on uh, Mehmet oz and herschel walker where you've got these two trump style candidates these novelty candidates it seems to me as if jd vance would be open to the same kind of attacks but we don't necessarily see that 
there. And I, I'm wondering, um, me not being too. an Ohio guy, I, I don't know uh, whether that would even play in Ohio. You're better to speak to that. Well, I would think, I mean, you know, the dude wrote like these sort of like diaries. Dear diary, I was in wine country in San Francisco. Today. I mean, I would think that would play not so well. And I have wondered why the Ryan people aren't doing more of that yeah. and sort of taking Fetterman's lead. What I have seen them doing is going after him and that th their strategy has been, it may be because the, in this state, there's more of a need to win Republican voters, white working class Republican voters who voted for Trump than there is in Pennsylvania. You don't need any mm -hmm. of those that to win sense. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. And so what he's been doing is he's actually been taking uh, um, uh, J.D. Vance's book out for a tour mm -hmm. and reading parts of it to people and putting an ad because in his own book, he basically essentially says like, yeah, you know, all the white working class people grew up around me were lazy and drug addicts and, you know, stupid and didn't care about. And they're doing that you know, to try to win members of what would be his Republican base, you know, at the very least, maybe they don't turn out or they, you know, don't vote for either or they vote in the end vote for Ryan. So the calculus has to be a little bit different because we're a more Republican state than Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I would say, though, I've, I'm surprised because I would have thought they would be doing both. They seem to tie into each other. Well, right. I mean, yeah. the same Trump one one group of, you know, you, you, the California stuff maybe wins some swing voters over. And then the same group of stuff of him insulting his own people that would offend Trump, the Trump base. I, I would think they'd also be offended by a guy who's sitting there writing about going to wine country and art exhibits, <laughs> you know, in San Francisco. So I, I'm not sure why that hasn't been played up more, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I, I would if I were them alongside the other attack. Did you see the video, speaking of political tourists, of Laura Loomer uh, crying and insisting the Republican Party stole the election from her? See, I mean, that's what's great about uh, the Republicans being as dumb as they are. I mean, there's the, the downside, obviously. <laughs> We've already seen what it's done to our democracy, right? Yeah. Um, but the, if you're going to find any silver lining, it's that nothing they ever do to the Democrats stays with uh, just them doing to the Democrats. They all start doing it to each other. Mm -hmm. They all start calling each other rhinos and this and that. So now Laura Loomer who lost by something like seven or eight points, which should tell you a lot about that district that she came that close. I mean, she's a self-professed, you know, Islamophobe and oh, yeah. I mean, she refers, she refers to herself that way. And, has said openly that she wishes more migrants would die. So she's really pleasant. And I'd like <laughs> kind of person you want to invite over for dinner. Like it could really add a lot to a dinner party. Yeah. I mean, the mental health issue among Republican candidates is something maybe they should address at some point. Like uh, there, there are a legitimate number of people running for Republicans at this point that, that should be getting mental checkups. And I'm actually not making a joke as much as being serious. She is, she's, she's a crazy person. I mean, yeah. she, this is a person who, who said, you know, when she was banned from Twitter for making, you know, Islamophobic <laughs> remarks, chained herself to the front door. Now, besides that being overly dramatic and stupid, there were other doors there. So people just kept walking <laughs> in and out while she was chained to the door. You're that. just like, you fucking moron. And then in the end, of course, she had to, like, she begged the police to, to get her all out of the handcuffs when they arrived. I mean, she's so pathetic. So now she runs in this race. And look, I mean, like, this is what they're doing to each other, the way the way McConnell's griping about Trump picking these terrible candidates. Yeah. Well, Laura Loomer is going to claim it was stolen from her by the Republican Party. Do you think that crazy person's going away? She's The, no. the incumbent there is a crazy right-wing nut because, honestly, besides a half dozen to a dozen members of the House and, what you know, who are Republicans, who isn't in that party? And, and yet— not, is going in the end. She's going to be attacking this dude. If anybody thinks she's going, she said she wouldn't concede. She'll probably spend the whole next couple of months attacking the dude from the right, saying he's a fraud. And if she costs him, you know, however many votes that they have, even if it's so such a, a conservative district that he has no chance of losing, but they get a little scared and have to pump some money in there, you know, then they've wasted their time and they've wasted money mm -hmm. in a place where they didn't have to. So good for her, you know, and her crying fit on stage and her. I mean, my God. Is she, well, it's, you know, it, mess. it's exactly what Trump is going to do the first time he loses a primary if he decides to run, which would, of course, be suicidal legally because he would lose the RNC uh, money coming in to pay his legal fees. They've paid like two million dollars of yep. Trump's legal fees so far. He loses Save America back. So if he suddenly just doesn't give a shit about any of that and lets the chips fall where they may first time he loses, whether it's Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, 
This is exactly what he's going to do. He's going to start screaming at Mitch McConnell's Republican Party for trying to stop him from being president again, and it's going to blow up. The next, I swear to God, between now and Election Day 2024, and maybe up through uh, Inauguration Day 2025, is going to be some of the most uh, history-making and yet fucked-up politics that we've ever seen in this country, I believe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree, right? I mean, and I yeah. think, I mean, these people keep talking about like a civil war, mm-hmm. like uh, the civil war seems to be within their own party at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've hated us for a long time. The problem with them, with their obsessive hate and the rest is they need, they always, there's always new enemies around the corner. Mm-hmm. Right. There's always new people they need to find to hate. And uh, at this point, you know, like, I guess we're not enough anymore and the media is not enough. They needed the FBI and the CIA and the military and, the, and now they need their own party, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, somebody, they can't just be losers, mm-hmm. right? They can't just be people that suck. They, that, they can't just be people that, that, you know, or they can't even just be normal people who exist a regular existence. Yeah. If they're not stars, if they're not beloved, if they're not, if they don't have people worshiping them, then somebody must be screwing them over. Right. And, you know, they're going to get around their own party eventually. And she has, and, and many of the rest of them, Trump will, you know, he has too. I mean, you know, th- that's the thing is that he has no motivation at this point. Um, uh, he has a motivation to not run, as you said, because the RNC is covering his legal bills, which are vast. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he, there's, he has no motivation to help any single one of these Republican Senate candidates. None. Nope. nope. You know, I mean, like the, to him, like he apparently was complaining that, that how shocked he was the other day at what a loser Mehmet Oz is. Yeah. Well, that should be helpful. Well, even you know, like, even his endorsements are just copy and paste jobs. I mean, he's there's he's really got no effort, no skin in the game when it comes to a lot of these other Republican candidates. It's just uh, right. it's it, the least he can do without doing nothing, basically. Or you know, he does the thing where he uh, um, he does the thing where he like endorses somebody. You know, and he's like, I endorse Eric. And there's like four Eric's in the race, like he did in Missouri. <laughs> right, yeah. And somewhere Eric Trump was, was lying there crying, like, Daddy finally loves me. Daddy finally loves me. And they're like, nope, not you, dude. He's talking about Missouri. Um, yeah, you know, I, like, I, I got to say, man, you know, we spent a lot of time. I think you and I have talked about it in the past. I think there's been a lot of navel gazing about Democratic messaging. But I have determined, yeah. I've been talking about this quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. The Republicans have a much bigger messaging problem. I mean, there may still be a problem on the Democratic side, but the Republican message is all over the place and horrendous. There's this guy, Abe Hamada, who's running for attorney general in Arizona. Here's what he tweeted the other day. This is on the 21st, so three days ago. He tweeted, I'm tired of Republicans playing nice. People will hate what we do no matter what. It's time for results. So he said right there That's in helpful. that tweet, yeah, people will hate what we do. <laughs> that, He's admit, I mean, that's it's, it's Republican amazing. messaging. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, good messaging. Or the <laughs> dude that said they should go out and start shooting people. Right, right. Uh, right. I, I state Running for state rep or something. And then you got this idiot, you know, who said, I mean, I'm going to call him a Nazi because he said he, he praised Hitler, mm. Paladino, who Stefanik actually endorsed. I tell you literally the hole she's gone into. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he, he also was somebody who said we should execute Merrick Garland. I mean, like Jesus, incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the garbage coming out of these people's mouths, but let's just say it's not messaging that wins over the broad public. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's the, and, and that's the thing is that people, I mean, I, I was saying this on some show I was on, uh, Oh, my friend Matt McNeil who's on AM 950 in, in, in Minneapolis, how, you know, some of my friends who were like, who are some of the biggest sort of, you know, they'd argue with me, they disagree with me economically on stuff. Um, they, they were sort of, you know, when professionals, some still were Republican, they were big Romney backers in 2012. And I mean, I swear to God to, to a person, they were the ones who were most like calling me in 2020, like, please tell me Biden's going to win. Please tell me Biden's going to win. <laughs> I mean, they have offended all, they've lost all of anybody like that who's at all sane. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the stuff that they've done, because there, there's just a point where you, you were, I don't care, even if you're living in a big, you know, urban center, D.C. or New York City or L.A., you feel maybe you feel safe there. You can't ignore what these people are doing around the country yeah. um, and what they're doing in Washington, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, like, I, I just 
I, I don't think the stuff we're seeing in New York and Kansas and places like that are, are, are accidents. Right. And I do think the question is, obviously, we're up against history and all of that. But, you know, again, they've they've overthrown history with some of their with some of their behavior. Um, and, and they've turned so many people who should be Republicans against them mm-hmm. um, with with what they've done. You know, I mean, I was just talking with Matt the other day about about this. The guy you may not have heard of him. His last name is Jensen idiot running for governor in, in Minnesota, which is, you know, a lean blue, but still a swing state. And he's out there again, comparing COVID to the Holocaust. Yeah. And I mean, Jewish leaders there were just, as you would imagine, I mean, I I want someone to grab him and not punch him, hurt him in that way, but a clockwork orange style, you know, pin his eyes open and make him watch people <laughs> as they're being gassed to death, yeah. as they're gasping for air and fighting for oxygen, as their body is convulsing because they cannot breathe and they're scratching the walls so hard that marks are left there because they're being mass murdered. And now fucking compare that to putting a mask on, you mm. asshole. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, these, these are the people we're talking about and that's why they're losing normal people because mm. normal people don't think like that. All right, back with more Cliff right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Bob Seska plays more music. One last question before I let you go, Cliff. Uh, We're up to now seven pages of documents, including NSA files, CIA files, SAP files. Do you have a theory about why Trump took these documents and why he's fighting so hard to keep them? I just start you off here because Michael Cohen had a pretty interesting theory that he's been talking about, which is that Donald Trump retained all those documents in order to blackmail the government should they try to prosecute him for one six or something else. Mm-hmm. And so these are like his remember during the Edward Snowden thing, there was some talk about a suicide switch, a dead man switch that if he gets arrested, yeah. that these documents were suddenly going to leak out to all of our enemies or something like that that is one of the strongest theories i've heard quite frankly uh what do you think i i've always thought there that you know as in life with so many things it can be more than one thing i've always i've had I mean, not always like known that long but i've had two theories one is exactly what you just said yeah um it was protective so that they came after him he could say oh, all right we're putting this out in a public domain you know for the saudis the iranians the, the chinese the russians whoever to see um, and I, I think the second one is that he is so obviously vastly in debt that he was that he is. We will find out he was selling secrets. I, I, wow. I just I'm sorry. I, I have no doubt in my mind. Again, yeah. I'm giving an opinion. So I'm not saying that I've got proof in front of me. But in my mind, when you start seeing putting enough of a pattern together, you know, the the foreign policy moves we made with respect to Saudi Arabia um, the 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 friend, the little nice little you know Laverne and Shirley friendship between the murder K, K you know KBS KSM whatever the fuck mm-hmm. his name is you know and yeah. and, uh, and Jared Kushner but that that Kushner was one of the ones that was always suspected the dude who got re- you know had got rejected how many different times seventy different times oh, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you know had to refill out documents who always suspected of having let him know who his enemies were so he could purge them from the government, the Khashoggi situation. And now the dude suddenly gets $2 billion in a fund when, when everybody recommends against, he doesn't know how to manage a fund. Uh, he manages the fund the way he manages everything else he, he tried to touch in that government. And these guys are renting out floors back in, you know, of Trump hotels and, you know, nobody's staying there. And they're having these, these ridiculous golf tournaments at his, you know, at, at his properties. Uh, why would the Saudis do all that? 
Yeah. Does anybody think the Saudis just give $2 billion away for fun and just hold golf tournaments at Trump's properties that make him millions for fun? Yeah. There's something being given in return there. And oh, my yeah. guess is that, that, that in 2019, Trump made an actual argument out loud that I think outlines what's probably happened or I hope hasn't happened yet, which is he said that we should be loosening uh, the, the grip on, uh, you know, or our sort of vice on nuclear technology and we should be sharing it with Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. That you yeah. can go look it up. It happened in 2019. Oh, yep. Right there. Mm-hmm. He was making the argument. Kushner was making the argument and other Republicans mm-hmm. in the foreign mm-hmm. policy establishment were like, yeah, Mike Flynn. Insane. Mike Flynn was yep. working on that deal. Yeah. Yep. Until a whistleblower, so, uh, a whistleblower stepped forth and told Elijah Cummings committee that that was going yep. on and that kind of put an end to it, at least at that point. So maybe that's what was resurrected. I just hope he- it hasn't happened yet, but I have no doubt in my mind that that was, they were going to, that that has something to do with all of this and mm-hmm. uh, maybe stuff for Putin, maybe stuff for whatever that, you know, like with Trump, it's always about money and it's about power, which is protecting himself. Yeah. I think it's both. Yeah. Well, this is a guy, I think the key to understanding uh, his view of these documents is he believes these are his documents and anything that Trump owns is therefore marketable. He can trade that for or sell that right. for something in exchange. That's everything that Donald Trump owns is liquid in that way or potentially liquid. So that's the key. The the ownership of it, the desperation to retain what he believes is his property. And that explains well, and he's I think said everything. That. Yeah. Like Bill yeah. Barr to him was his lawyer. Right. You know, he never right. could, the concept of government and public service is something that he never could grasp and never exactly. will be. Able to. Exactly. So uh, let's talk about your YouTube channel. Where can people find your YouTube videos? Uh, still doing them yes. every day? Doing multiple ones every day. Right. We just passed 7,000 subscribers mm. in only about three months. So I'm pretty excited. Nice. If you like me here, folks, you know, I rant a bit. I make some jokes. Uh, I mock crazy Republicans and just try to make sure everybody knows that it is not just Donald Trump, that the entire Republican edifice is insane and do that. And hopefully the most entertaining and sometimes, uh, righteous way that i can um it's it's www.youtube.com and it's slash c as in cliff and schecter s-c-h-e-c-t-e-r and you'll find me there and uh i usually do a couple you know medium sized i call three to eight minute ones and do some shorts that are a minute long and uh they'll have new ones going up today on our friend laura loomer Excellent. Um, and on Ron DeSantis's uh, cosplay, uh, you know, his, his dressing up like a <laughs> like a, a top gun. So, Sounds uh, good. And of course, I'll put links in the description for all of that stuff, the YouTube channel, following you on Twitter and so on. So thanks a lot, fantastic. my friend. I know today was a busy day for you, so I appreciate you uh, working the show in to your schedule. If, if I can, uh, nothing more fun than talking to you. So thanks <laughs> for having me on, dude. Sounds good. Talk to you again real soon, man. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. Red and blue. Just some combination but a different race.